Hey, Teresa, will you be my Valentine? Yes. Yes. It's Schmanners. McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. How are you? Doing well. Do, uh, do you think people will be able to hear the landscaping people in our backyard getting all the gross dead bushes out of there? Nah. Okay. Hey, if you hear something, <laughs> it's definitely not that. Um, okay. Hi. Hi. Hello. We it, did that already. Oh, no, you're right. Oh, goodness gracious. So this week, it's all about Valentine's. And we've done kind of like a history of Valentine's. Um, but I wanted to talk more about kind of like the action of The seedy underbelly. <laughs> yeah. Well, more like, you know, uh, take your questions about uh, the modern times of Valentine's. That active day that we... Give each other gifts and maybe the day when hypothetically society sets aside to show appreciation for one another on that day and that day alone. Is that what you mean? I, I Here's guess the thing. So. Listen, I we often preface the episodes we do. I cannot preface this episode enough. We are going to be talking about Valentine's. And the thing is, the history of Valentine's is so super, super commercial. And it's also incredibly heteronormative. And it's just incredibly normative in general, the idea of Valentine's. This idea of life's goal is to seek out and find a partner um, that you spend your life with or you have somehow failed to accomplish the thing you need to do on this day. That is not how I feel. Oh, it's not how I don't think that if you are single, you're a failure. And I don't think Teresa feels that way either. But I won't speak for her. I, I feel that way. Anyway, so this you are is a, not a failure. This is uh, going to be a lot about how to Valentine's. But that is not because inherently, if you don't Valentine's, you're doing something wrong. Right. OK, sure. Um, So we've talked a little bit about the history of cards, um, but the oldest Valentine, uh, written in English, uh, is a letter from Marjorie Bruce of Norfolk, England, set to her, sent to her fiance, John Paston, in 1477. And it says, It says, Be mine, with the drawing <laughs> of a bee. It, Wilt thou be as divine? Wherein she calls him my right well loved Valentine. I think that's nice, right? I mean, yeah. It's so, nice. It's not exactly. It's not. It's not brief. <laughs> my right well loved Valentine. My I love you. Is that just like I love you. I love you right. <laughs> I love you correct. Nice. My right well my very loved, my very I it's probably my very loved. It's probably, probably that one. Um okay, so during the 18th century, that's when the tradition of sending poems and and sweet things, I wouldn't say that everything's a poem, but sweet things 
to uh, Lovers or Sweethearts was written in as a volume called The New English Valentine Writer or The High Road to Love for Both Sexes containing a complete set of Valentines. Perfect. You know... They already had all of the like Star Wars Valentines and I, they had all the Valentines already. Wow, they had all the ALF Valentines mm-hmm, and... Mm-hmm. The classic biker mice from Mars Valentines yep. and the Double Dare Valentines mm-hmm. and the Clarissa Explains It All Valentines mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the Harry and the Hendersons Valentines. They had them all? Yes. Did you do that thing in school where everybody made a little envelope and like taped it to the front of the desk and everybody got Valentines? Yes. That's univer- Is that universal? <laughs> or is that just like... <laughs> Okay. I think that a lot of schools do that. Okay. Now, we made little boxes. Covered them okay. in tissue paper. Here's the thing. I go back and forth a little bit because I do truly, truly believe that in this day and age, Valentine's Day is incredibly commercial. However, when we talk about the history of it and we're looking at like back in the 1500s, 1600s, 1700s, right? They weren't going to the Hallmark store. No. This was a lot more of like, I wrote you a poem or I transcribed you a poem that somebody else wrote onto something, right? Mm -hmm. Because they weren't buying printed stuff. They weren't buying boxed chocolates. They probably weren't even going to the florist. Not most people. What? Maybe they were buying boxed chocolates? Wait a minute. Record scratch. Wait, no, that's a creaky door. (laughs) (laughs) I got you with that one? Oh, no, that one broke Teresa. <laughs> Can't do impressions? Can't do sound effects. <laughs> Hi, this is my demo reel. <laughs> I only got the one voice, and it okay. sounds like this. All right. Okay. So probably they weren't going to stores and buying things until, like, the 1840s. Okay. Because... This is when we have the first kind of hard copies of Valentine's being advertised in newspapers. Um, So people like florists and stationers, uh, you know, purveyors of stationery. Yes. uh, Candy companies, things like that. um, That's when they started actually manufacturing these goods and, you know, Starting the, the the commercialism. The creep. The creep. The commercialism creep. So that's... Um, do and, you have in your notes, is that when it started to be like... Because we've, we talked before about diamonds, right? Didn't we? Yes. A little bit. Is this when it started to be like big commercial advertising push for like, if you don't do this, you're some kind of sucker. Like, is this when that started? Yeah. Um, because... As early as 1847, there is an article from the New York Daily Tribune lamenting the loss of old-fashioned non-commercial day of love. So, like... This ain't new. So, not listen, new. everybody, when you jump onto Twitter in a couple of days, it ain't a hot take. <laughs> it's uh, about 171 years old. Here's an excerpt from that article. There was a time when Valentine's Day meant something. Then it... Then it was a business of real lovers, and there was a sweetness under its delicate, shy disguise. Good graces, that's gone long ago. 
Now nobody. Seven years ago. Now nobody makes more than a joke of it. We hate this modern degeneracy, this miscellaneous and business fashion. Send a Valentine by the penny post too. Bah. Give us the sweet old days when there was a mystery about it. Okay. Can you believe that? So like Everyone 1847, people were like, why can't we go back to when Valentines were sweet? There they is, probably said it like that. There too. is absolutely nothing new under the sun is what I'm learning in this second. No, mm-hmm. because this reminds me a lot too. I think we've talked about this when we talked about like social media and stuff. Like the people who are like, oh, Cell phones came along and ruined everything. Smartphone, people these days. And it's like people said the same thing about movies and said the same thing about TV and said the same thing about radio and said the same thing about everything. Mm-hmm. And the commercialism had hardly begun at this point because Cadbury, the British candy company. Yes, I've heard of it. Introduced their heart-shaped box of chocolates in 1860s. Uh-huh. Right. Hershey's introduced their kisses in 1907. Uh-huh. And Hallmark started selling their cards in 1913. Okay. And and that's when it all went downhill? <laughs> Before, I suppose that. I mean, it's amazing. I looked up some um some vintage I guess adverts. I have one here in front of me of Elizabeth Taylor advertising for the Whitman's chocolate sampler. Uh huh. That was from uh, 1958. Uh, here's one from 1942, the same Whitman's chocolate sampler. Um, it says, Give her your best this Valentine's Day. Man, I wish I could just go back. A in woman time. never forgets Ugh. the man who remembers. Whitman's chocolate. Uh, uh, gross. <laughs> gross. Yeah. So like it's been it's been going on. And let me tell you time. why I say that's gross, right? Because here's the thing, right? I wanna be clear. I'm not just like, oh, that seems sexist, gross. That's uh, uh what what I find gross is the thing is, especially when talking about Valentine's Day and surrounding the season, like I saw a lot of people on Twitter talk about like romantic comedies and blah, blah, blah. And I watch a lot of TV and a lot of movies and I grew up watching a lot of movies and a lot of TV. And I just absolutely love romantic comedies and all this stuff and sitcoms and everything. And Valentine's Day just reminds me of, well, my dad used to make this joke that in commercials, like dads and husbands are always stupid. Moms are always naggy. And, like, parents are always stupid. Like, there's such these old tropes. And one of them, like, one of the oldest I can remember in sitcoms and everything is like, oh, no, the husband's forgotten about such and such. Yeah, anniversary, birthday. Right. Valentine's, things like that. And all of that seems to be designed to, like, convince husbands, quote, unquote, that whatever that archetype is in your head, that they need to go buy some flowers, some chocolates, maybe some jewelry, something, and like get it out of the way. That it is a that it is an a, obligation. That it's an obligation, a hurdle. And the the fact of the matter is like I don't feel that way, and like I don't have any friends that feel like 
I was convinced that when I became an adult, all around me would be husbands rushing around because they'd <laughs> forgotten anniversaries and birthdays and whatever. And like, I think everybody forgets everything sometimes. You know who usually forgets that stuff? It's true. So she's pointing at herself. You can't hear because it's an audio medium, but it's she is me. She's pointing at herself. It's me. Um, and so like, I feel like it's such an equal opportunity for anyone to forget anything. But they're like, it always seemed to be like, we need to get the men out there buying the candies and the flowers, as opposed to just like, and maybe do something nice. Hey, whoever's reading this. Hey. Yeah. What's your earliest Valentine's Day memory? Other than the little cards. That oh, you put other in your than the little cards? Um, I mean, that's really tricky because I can't remember yesterday. I'm, <laughs> I'm, this is not a joke. I, I don't have, I, I have a very good visual memory. So, like, I can remember, like, presents that I gave and things. I, you know, I, here's what I will say. My favorite Valentine's Day memory. Okay. Is that, uh, growing up, my, well, I want to say my parents, but. Sorry, Dad. Probably Mom. <laughs> Always gave us Valentine's. We got those little Snoopy, uh, you know, uh, the heart, tiny heart-shaped boxes that had like four to six mm-hmm. pieces of candy in it. And we would each get one of those on Valentine's Day from our parents. And it was like a little Valentine that just said that they loved us. And it was very nice. And I Mine is very it. similar because my father, um, who... Now I realize that his love language is gifts because we've talked yes. about the uh, the Christmas bonanza. Every Christmas, in case you missed it, every Christmas uh, when we are opening gifts, what always happens is everyone else in the family is done opening presents in the Wellman household except for Teresa's mom because Teresa's dad has bought her three times as many because all throughout the year if he sees something he thinks she will like he buys it it's not he doesn't go out like a week before Christmas he starts on like January 2nd just like buying anything he's, and so when it comes time he goes to wherever his hidey hole is and unpacks everything and realizes <laughs> that he has three times as much for her as everyone else Anyways, and she cries and it's, it's very sweet it's very sweet um but so when Valentine's Day came around, my dad used to go like all out for every single person. There are three ch- uh, girls in my family, three children. Um, and so each one of us would oftentimes get flowers, candy, balloon, stuffed animal, things like that. Pony. <laughs> Jet ride. And it it was amazing. Right? It was so wonderful to see these these beautiful tokens of love from my father for each one of us and of course my mother usually got the biggest bouquet and the biggest thing of chocolate and you know we got those little samplers as well um but i remember keeping one of those mylar balloons Mm -hmm. the one on like the white plastic stick because I had those a lot. No, it, no. Ours, mine was on a, a real, like on a string. It was oh, okay. like a you were gi- one of the bigger the ones. big okay. ones. And I kept it so long. Like I think even after the helium was gone, I flattened it and pinned it to my wall because I appreciated it so much. He always thought, he thought about each one of us. And that's, that's, I really loved it. Here's the thing. This is it, right? It's really easy, I think, in this day and age because it has become incredibly commercial. And I think people in general have somewhat justified a bit of cynicism in the corners of their hearts, and that's fine. But here's the thing. If you just look at it for what it is, right, an opportunity 
to say like, hey, I was thinking about you. Mm-hmm. And hey, I put some thought into this. And here's the thing. Here's, here's the, the thing. Here's the trick, y'all. That doesn't necessarily mean getting gifts. I just told Teresa today what I got her for Valentine's Day. And what was it, Teresa? Nothing. That's right. That's what I got for Teresa. I didn't get her anything because I knew she wouldn't want anything. <laughs> Thank goodness. And she appreciated it. And that's the thing. It's like, it's, I think you can fall into a pitfall, right? If you think Valentine's Day, I need to go all out to show someone that how much I care about them. No. Valentine's Day, you need to do something the other person would appreciate, right? Right. And that that takes so many very different forms. And here's the other thing, as we have just discussed, because both of us just said that our favorite Valentine's memories were from our parents, which is, I guess, could be interpreted as sad. Please don't take it that way. It's nice. Um, it doesn't have to be romantic. And I think that Valentine's Day actually is at its best when it's like, hey, um, this has nothing to do with romantic, but just love. Just I was thinking about you uh, and you were important to me and I wanted you to know, even if it's just a word, even if it's just like, hey, I just wanted you to know I appreciate you. Happy Valentine's Day. I think that can be very nice. I think so, too. Um, Can I tell you, in my research, I found something, again, the Victorians, those kooky Victorians, they would send each other vinegar valentines. Is that like sassy valentines? Super sassy. Some of them even uh, insulting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, those those kooky Victorians. Now, was this insulting like you might send to like your friend who's got that dark sense of humor? Or this was just like, back off, leave me alone? Like, back off, leave Ooh, me alone. I, I saw some of them talking about um, you should go jump off a bridge. Whoa. Um, uh, I wouldn't kiss you. You should go kiss a horse's butt. Uh-huh. Things uh-huh. like that. I mean, and uh, supposedly this was to ward off unwanted advances. There were... There were valentines addressed towards um, teachers or mentors that maybe had uh, given you unwanted attention. You could send to them. Uh, Older gentlemen that you did not favor, you could send to them. Uh, Women who you thought uh, insulted you by, I don't know, deigning to exist. Oh, my goodness. Send it to them. Those kooky Victorians. Ugh. Okay, well, we've got a bunch of questions Great. for this one. So I think we're going to take a quick break to thank some people, and then we'll be back to answer your questions. Hey, everybody. Lean in. Let me smell your breath. <laughs> nope, that's weird. <laughs> nope, it got, got weird so quickly. Oh, goodness. It went off the rails in sentence two. <laughs> Have you brushed your teeth today? Yeah, this is about toothbrushing. Um, <laughs> so here's the thing. When it comes to health, you know, especially in this cold and flu season, everybody, you know, they think about, like, getting their vaccinations. Washing their hands. Washing their hands. But do you think about brushing your teeth? Because you should. You should. It's a big part of health. And right now, we want to tell you about Quip. Because Quip has combined the uh, efficiency, the power of, a, of an electric toothbrush, but with a cool design and slim, uh, compact 
body. <laughs> nope, getting weird again. Let me uh, let me turn out of this skid. Okay, so Quip packs just the right amount of vibrations into a slimmer design, a fraction of the cost of bulkier traditional electric brushes. Guiding pulses alert you when to switch signs. I love that. Uh, it also comes with a mirror suction cup mount that doubles as a travel cover. And I never knew how much I loved this until I started using it. Because it keeps my brush like up off the counter. And because that's the thing is, it's not, it's an electric toothbrush, right? So it's not going to fit in most toothbrush holders. Right. So what are you going to do? Just like lay it on the counter? No. It's got this great suction cup mount. And it also offers a monthly subscription delivering new brush heads every three months for just $5. And that includes free shipping worldwide. So Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com, that's G-E-T, Quip.com slash schmanners right now, you'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash schmanners, G E T Q U I P.com slash schmanners. Schmanners is sponsored in part by Sunbasket. Now, Travis and I, we love to cook. We love the action of cooking. We love the eating of our cooking. But the hardest part is like, what are we going to make for dinner? That's the thing. I think the thing that maybe I know I myself and maybe just your time spent with me has ruined this for you too. The inability to days ahead of time when you're at the store think, what am I going to want to make Thursday? To buy ingredients for, I just can't. I we can't have dabbled do that. in meal planning, but we're a little too impulsive yeah. to to carry that off. And that is where Sunbasket comes in because they give you more options than ever. Eighteen weekly recipes to choose from, and you could go paleo, gluten free, lean and clean, vegan, Mediterranean, family, breakfast, all kinds of stuff, right? Um, and so Sunbasket has something for everyone. You should go to sunbasket.com slash manners today to get your $35 off your first order. And just to make it clear, because we didn't say it, all the ingredients, right? So you don't have to worry about buying stuff ahead of time. All comes together in a box. You open it up. Oh, the instructions right there. Easy to follow. Um, everything comes, you know, that you need, except for, I think, like salt and pepper, that and kind like of stuff. And like cooking oil. Yeah, but it's all right there. Um, and it's. Super easy, super easy to follow. Directions, it's great. So go to sunbasket.com slash schmanners today. Following the news is hard and it sucks. How do you know which stories are important? Which sources do you trust in this post-truth world of reactionary journalism? I'm Brett Black. And I'm Travis McElroy. And we host a podcast called Trends Like These. We cover trending news stories. We debunk misleading clickbait headlines. And we always try to throw in a little bit of good news. In our quest for truth. So join us every week on MaximumFun.org or wherever podcasts are found. Hey, this is Griffin McElroy. Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. And we've got a new podcast on Maximum Fun called Wonderful. Wonderful. It's an enthusiast podcast where we talk about things that we're excited about and things that you're excited about. Things like overalls. 24-hour Sudafed. The grand prize game. The fact that wombats use their butts to kill predators. The soundtrack to the movie Dick Tracy. The beach potion we call Bud Light Line. All these things and more every Wednesday. And we'll also talk about things that you're excited about. You can find us on MaximumFun.org or iTunes or wherever. I don't know. Just search Wonderful. Google it, you'll probably get there. Okay, let's do 
Uh, some questions. Okie doke. Charlie asks, maybe alternates for chocolates and flowers? Basically, how to do not how to not be unbearably cliche and give in to the corporate valentines. Well, I would say that you should think about what it is that you're the significant person you're giving things to, what they like. Right. Um, I like stationery. That's a really great thing to give someone for Valentine's Day. I also know it's also important sometimes when thinking about a gift, what do they not like? Oh, yes. <laughs> I know Teresa does not like surprises. <laughs> so if I plan on getting her something, I just tell her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if they like coffee, get them some coffee. Like all of these, these they don't have to be super out of the box this to be a non-traditional valentine's this gift. is the thought that counts right this is where that phrase comes from it's not like well it's garbage but it's the thought that counts no it might be like i got you socks which doesn't seem flashy but i know that you love getting fun socks and that's the thought right that's, that's, the that's thing. it's not how much you spend on the gift or what box it comes on it's in it's the thought that counts that's what that phrase means right um, and, and, you know, let us also say not to poo poo, uh, too much because maybe somebody loves boxes of chocolates and flowers and bouquet of roses. That's perfectly fine. Yeah. If that's, that's what they like. I also love boxes of chocolates. And do you know when I love them the most? February 15th. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bit of a tradition here in our household. It Go sure hit up the is. Walgreens and the CVS. <laughs> Favorite you gotta get listen. You gotta get in there right at opening. You gotta get in right at opening, or else they're gonna clear out the good stuff too quickly, right? So you gotta get in there. What kind of people are we? Monsters. We are. Welcome to our etiquette podcast. Anyways, half off candy. You gotta get in there. It's still good. Now half the love is gone. That is important. If you eat the chocolate, it has less love in it. But it's fifty percent off. Gotta get in there early. Or you're going to be left with all white chocolate. Gross. Oh, no. If you want like the dark chocolate assorted samplers, got to get in there early. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this question is from Courtney. How to not be bummed when you're single and also have to work on Valentine's Day? Um, well, you know what I really like is the, the trend I hope was populated by Leslie Nope. Galentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And Galentine's just means good friend Valentine's. It doesn't I, have I've to be ladies. I've also call it Palentine's. Palentine's, that's nice too. So celebrate the other people in your life that you love. And and here, I'll tell There's you no another. There's no need to be paired off. Another little secret. Another, lean in. Let me smell your breath. No. <laughs> Wait. Here's the secret. Oh, man. If somebody skipped over the commercials, that's really <laughs> weird what just happened. You are giving me the giggle fits today. Um, You can love yourself. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. You are also an important person in your life. So maybe Valentine's Day, you bring, and you have to work, bring something special for lunch. Or like, you know, put on your favorite outfit or whatever. Do something for yourself. Make yourself feel loved. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't have to wait for someone else to do it. And you don't have to do it for someone else. It's okay for you to be your Valentine. Gosh darn it. I'm into it. Um, so this, speaking of Galentine slash Palentines, this is from Starla. I'm a huge fan of Palentine's Day gifts and activities. What's the etiquette for gifts for non-romantic buddies? 
again, I think that this goes back into the things, you know, that they would appreciate. I know lots of people drink coffee. That's a good one. Um, like you said, suggested socks, stationery. Um, I mean, I think that you can still get a card for somebody that you love uh, platonically. And what else? What are some other good things? Well, not just gifts, but I think also etiquette. Um, I think keep in mind that, um, you know, maybe they might be, if they are in a, a, a relationship where they have Valentine's Day plans, maybe you want to plan an event with them on the 13th or the 15th, um, you know, and, and kind of understand that they might have other plans that take uh, precedent over over your hope to hang out with them. Um, you you know, know what I'm really into? I like lotions and potions. Okay. So that's a good idea. Smell- if anybody's looking for things to get Teresa. <laughs> no, smell good lotions oh, okay. and potions for your pals. But once again, I think the Beat same- that winter dryness. I think the same thing holds true um, that we've been saying all along, which is, is it so... Because I get into this problem, right? This is a problem I have as a gift giver. I want to give gifts that, A, show off how good a gift giver I am. (laughs) Of course. And, B, because I like giving gifts, right? But the thing that I'm learning now as I'm getting older, that is something that makes me happy. But it's not necessarily, maybe everybody doesn't like receiving gifts. Maybe somebody is embarrassed because you spent too much money on them. Or maybe they didn't get you. You know what I mean? So... It's, it really comes down to, do you want to give something to this person because you think it would make them happy? Or do you want to give something because it makes you happy to give stuff to people? How profound. I know, but it, it's a really important thing to think about, you know, because for some people, you might like giving gifts, but maybe they like just spending time with you or they like experiences. Yeah. Yeah. They just like alone time. Who knows? But if if gift giving should not about be about you, the giver. That said, I'm an incredible hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> I still continue to give gifts because I like giving gifts. Um, let's see. This question is from Jeremy, and Jeremy, this plays right into what I was just saying. But Jeremy's question: My wife is not a fan of Valentine's Day, but I want to do something nice. What would you recommend? Um. Well. I would suggest that you, if you cohabitate, some people do, some people don't, I would say that you should do stuff for her around the house. If that is, if what is normally her responsibility, you do it without like prompting, perfect. That's what I would like. I would also say if your wife doesn't want to do anything, the super nice thing you can do is... Uh, acknowledge that and be like hey how about we just like watch tv or i'll make dinner and you know we'll order dinner and just sit around in our pajamas and watch terminator i don't know whatever let her pick maybe well i was assuming there that terminator is her favorite movie okay um but you know maybe it's terminator 2 i don't know have I talked before on the show about how I like to sing Ed Furlong to the music of Everlong? Anyways, it's not important, but Terminator 2 made me think about that. Ed Furlong. Okay. It's a weird show this week. Oh, it's a weird one. Um, this question they is- They can't all be club bangers. They can't all be bangers. You know, somewhere weird one where I talk about <laughs> Selling Your Breath and Ed Furlong. Who knows? 
Ed Furlong. All right. He was Let's move this in along. Terminator 2. Keep this okay. going. Uh, this is from Nana. Nana asks, my husband wants to do something nice for my mom, but feels awkward about, uh, awkward about roses, chocolate, etc. What's a good mom, mom-in-law gift for V-Day? Um, so I would say that roses are, we talked about this in the, in the flower episode. Roses are widely socially accepted as a romantic flower. So give her some other flowers, something different. Um, my mom really likes tulips. Tulips are great. You can give flowers that. And then also chocolates in a heart box. Well, that's kind of a romantic gift, but any other type of candy? Big bag of M&M's. Sure. If that's assuming once again. If she likes, mom likes M&M's. Yes. M&M's or, you know, what other favorite sweet treat that she enjoys? Uh, maybe cupcakes or, or things like that. Also, let me throw out, I think, a really good alternative to flowers, candy, cards, whatever is experiences. Right? Uh, a massage or a class or something. Take her out to lunch. Right. Something like that. Spend time with. That's a good one. Um, you know, or maybe it's like a gift certificate where they can treat themselves to something. Or, um, you know, there's also lots of sometimes when I'm looking for a present to someone for someone who is a, especially someone who's not in the same town as me. Uh, I go on Yelp. And I look for delivery services in their area because sometimes you can find like cookie delivery mm-hmm. or something like that, right? Where maybe it's our bakery that will deliver to them. Um, and, you know, it's also important that you need to keep in mind people's like dietary restrictions and everything where you're planning gifts for them. Of course. Um, because you don't want to send them something that they either can't eat or are not eating at the time. Well, like one that. of the things that we sent um, when Griffin and Rachel had their baby Henry we sent them a box of Omaha steaks because she, uh, Rachel was doing dairy free. And so we we're like, great, here's some meat. Here's some meat. Enjoy. Um, this question, mm, I'm going to say Clay. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm going to say Clay. Um, how to avoid the awkward near Valentine's Day first date. And I included this. Because I think we've talked about it on the show before. Yesterday's and I did go on a weird, awkward date that Griffin also went on. But our, like, real, real, real first date was February 13th. Yeah. It was very nice. It was very the nice. The end. So I guess if you're looking for ways <laughs> to avoid it, just be either me or Teresa. There you no. go. No. So what you – I agree. You should not go on a first date on Valentine's Day. There's a lot of perceived pressure. And it will be really hard to go out – on a date uh so crowded so crowded we did that i i i don't think i don't want to say accidentally but without thinking about it one time it was like oh let's go do something and then we got there we're like hi we would like to eat here please and, and they, they were like, like what do you have reservations and we're like no and it was like a restaurant we've been to like four times before and they were like uh no you okay can't. it'll be like an hour and a half <laughs> yeah so uh plan your date around the day of Valentine's. So probably two days before, two after, I think is is a safe bet. I also think that as with so many other things that we discuss on the show, um, communicate about it. Like right. because I think a lot of awkwardness, especially around stuff like that, comes from being in your head and being like, Do I address it? What do I say? Because I want they they said movie, but it's February twelfth. Is that we I think if you just say like, Hey, that sounds great, um, 
is it weird for you at all that it's that? Because it's not weird for me. And if it's like, no, it's fine. Okay, great. Right. Because I think when I asked you out and we made plans, I don't want to say ask you out. When we made plans, because I can't remember. <laughs> when we made plans to go on the 13th, I think we said like, you know, that's just next weekend. It's not because it's a Valentine's Day thing. It's just I have Friday free. Do you want to go? Right. And so like made it clear this is why let's it's not and we'd also i think at that point kind of been talking for a while at you least had been a week. texting me constantly a lot um but i think that that's it is say like hey uh i know that it's the day before valentine's day but it also just happens to be a day i have free would you like to go see a movie that day yes right? open honest communication we'll get a lot of that awkward biz out of there um let's see uh this is from mike my wife and I both ignore Valentine's Day, but people get mad at me when they ask me what I'm doing for her, and I respond with nothing and our reasons. How do I deal with their outrage? Mike, thank you for asking. You lie. <laughs> when they say, what are you planning? You look at them, and with a twinkle in your eye, you say something very special. Perfect. And then you leave it there. That's it. And you drop it. And when they're like, ooh, what? Say like, well, uh, I'm not. I'm still working on it. I'm not ready to Or say no, it. Don't, don't say anything. You say... Well, that's between them and me. Right? Yes. I'm working on something very special. The yeah, end. Done. Right? Because that's the thing. You I don't think, have to go into your reasons. You yeah. don't have to. Because once again, that's another thing. I, I, I have also run into this, Mike, where Teresa and I both, when it comes to stuff like this, there are certain things that we make big deals out of. And they're, you know, I'm not saying we don't give each other presents, but it is not a thing. We don't do surprises. And, like, we really talk about, like... Because I don't like surprises. And neither do I. I like planning for things, and I don't like surprises. Because <laughs> um, of my uh, weak ticker. No. <laughs> I don't like balloons popping. Um, but so, it, it, I think that I used to give people reason, like, and say, well, we're just not worried. And once again, like I touched on earlier with TV shows and movie people will always translate it in that brain of like, oh, this guy just doesn't understand. It's gross. Don't, don't, don't explain. Just say like, well, it's a surprise or whatever you want to say. You don't owe them anything. Correct. Correct. And also, that's a weird thing that people do in general to assume that they know your partner better than you do. Like, oh, they don't know what they'd like. All right, back off. I, think I agree. Honest. That lie, something very special. Something very special. Bye. And then steal Instagram photos from, I don't know, uh, Chris, Chrissy Teigen or maybe <laughs> whatever they did. And then just claim you did that. It's fine. <laughs> um, Let's see. Let's see. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, one last one here. This is from... I'm going to go, I can't decide if it's Matthias or Matthias. I'm going with Matthias because I like that. Matthias. And if that's not your name, it is now. Um, ideas for long distance Valentine's Day. Oh, well, I mean, we already talked about this a little bit. Like, I think it's a great idea to um, peruse the internet and find some sort of local something that you can have delivered to them. Um, I mean, I really like getting mail. Right. And I think that a long distance relationship can benefit from the kind of care 
that you put into like a lovely letter or card or something. Or if you want to go a step further, like a care package, right? Oh, that would be great too. If it's long distance because they're away from home, you know, Mm -hmm. somewhere like that idea of rather than ordering them something online, you went to like their favorite restaurant and stole a placemat or something, you know, (laughs) something that's like. Shouldn't steal things. Don't steal things. But if you do. Don't steal things. But if you do. But, like, that kind of thing or, you know, even just a care package of, like, I remembered last week we talked about how you liked honey, so I got whatever, you know. Need that stuff. Um, and, you know, maybe just set up like we're going to do FaceTime and block it out where you go on a date, right, where they have dinner while you oh, have dinner. Oh, that's a sweet idea. Well, I'm a real sweetheart. Um, and you sit and have dinner together, you know, something like that. How is that different from... Sitting at the same table. You know, when you really think about it. Teresa and I often FaceTime each other from different rooms of the house. Just to, No, that's not true. That's not true. But that is a thing you do that I think would be very nice. Watch the same movie together. You know what I mean? Have a date. Yeah. Oh, man, that is really cute. Slam dunk, Travis. What is, what is that um, sports analogy? Batting a hundred? Is that right? No. That Batting actually, a thousand? Yeah. A thousand. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we got there. Okay, um, so that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for joining us on Schmanners. Uh, a couple big announcements. One, Schmanners is going to be performing at the Moon Tower Comedy Festival in Austin, Texas on uh, on April 18th. Um, you can get tickets for that. I set up a bit link, B-I-T, I don't know why I said bit, <laughs> dot L-Y slash Moon Tower Schmanners. Um, and then also coming up, and we should have more details on these soon, but so, and you know, we're doing the Cuss show, which is sold out now, but then the following day, we're doing a matinee show of Schmanners and Good Christian Fun with Kevin Porter and Caroline Ely, um, and... I really hope, Caroline, if you're listening, I do hope I pronounced your last name correctly. But if you haven't listened to Good Christian Fun, I'm a big fan. But so we're going to do a show. Tickets for that should be available soon. But that's going to be March 31st. Uh, afternoon matinee, I think 3 p.m. is what we're doing. Anyways, that info will be out soon. So make sure you follow us on Twitter, at Schmannerscast. Um, you can email us if you have ideas for topics. Schmannerscast at gmail.com. Oh, I almost forgot. We will not be putting out an episode next week because we will be on the Joko cruise. Yes. Um, so no episode next week, uh, but then we will be back the following week. That episode will probably be a little late, though, because we get back on Monday at like 11 p.m. Um, from the Joko cruise. So it might come up a little bit later in the week. Uh, but yeah, so no episode next week. Um, let's see. What else, Teresa? What am I forgetting? Um, well... Our thank you notes. So we always thank Brent, Brentle Floss Black, for our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are sold. We thank Kayla M. Wessel for our Twitter thumbnail art, which is lovely. We thank Keely Weiss Photography for our cover banner for our fan-run Facebook group, Schmanners Fanners, which you should join so that you can connect with other lovely fanners. And uh, there's been some really great advice threads going recently so check those out and you can get and receive you can get and give advice on there there you go um so that's gonna do it for us and that's gonna do it for us so join us again next week no rsvp required you've been listening to schmanners manners manners get it
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.